Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The latest on the VGK injury front, who's called up from Henderson. We have a preview of the VGK Winnipeg game and our picks and predictions for tonight's contest. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Cardasco along with Chris Golick from Las Vegas. You can find us on Twitter at LockdownVGK, at Tony Dasco, at TD Chris G. And as always on our YouTube channel at Lockdown Golden Knights. And Okay, Chris, without a doubt, this injury situation for VGK, very much reminiscent of a season ago. Uh, The team's leading scorer is out, and most of the defensive core has now been depleted. So let's go down the list. Uh, So Jack Eichel is listed on IR. Zach Whitecloud added to long-term injured reserve yesterday. We saw Taylor Hall falling on his legs on his right leg, and you knew that that wasn't going to be good. And then Shade Theodore is not listed on the uh, injured list. However, he yes. could be missing this this trip as well. And <clears throat> you couple that with Alex Petrangelo still out. He's missed seven games due to personal reasons. So it's quite a quite a list for VGK. Yeah, I mean, what a difference. I uh, probably said this yesterday. What a difference, you know, nine or ten days makes, and it's unfortunate. Um these things happen. And if there's a positive, it's kind of all happening together. If there's another positive, it's early in the season. If there's another positive, it's the fact that VGK still stands top of the West. VGK still stands top of the top of the division. Pardon me. There's some points to give VGK did give up some points as well. We alluded to the importance of banking points at home against teams like Seattle and St. Louis and just the rough, uh, Rough stuff at home, uh, seven and seven now, I believe, is the number, if I'm not mistaken. Seven and six or seven and seven, one of the two. Eight, eight and seven, eight and seven. I eight and seven, okay, seven. that's right. They actually won at home the other night. I forgot about that. Silly me. Um, so it, it's a tough spot right now, certainly a tough spot. And, you know, ups and downs, Evan flows, injuries, health, it's, it's all part of it. A little stressful, a little stressful. And, you know, it was so much fun for a while, and now it's time to buckle down and Outside of how much time people are going to miss and such, you wonder what the long-term situation is with McCrimmon. You know McCrimmon's not going to stand still. You know McCrimmon is working on something. He did the Kevin Hayes deal, which is a small little deal that was made to open up a roster spot in case he was kicking the tires. And now all of a sudden, you got all the salary money out. Um, So difference with LTIR and IR, let's start there. Um, LTIR, that was going to be Zach Whitecloud. LTIR means the player must miss a minimum of 10 games or 24 calendar days. I'm not sure if it's one or the other. If or uh, Either way, though, it's basically almost a month and 10 games missed. Opens up a roster spot so we can add a player potentially, or it releases the salary cap space. So whatever Zach, Zach Whitecloud's contract is, that money is now available for the BGK to use. But when Zach Whitecloud comes back, that money does count against the salary cap. So if they acquire a two and a half or a three, it was under 3 million because we were comparing him to Hague. Uh, 275, I believe, is Zach Whitecloud's contract. So if we were to acquire a player today for 
The second white cloud comes back, theoretically, we'd be over the upper limit, depending on what's happening. So that's the different that that's how LTIR works. IR is Jack Eichel. That is seven days with no game requirements. His salary cap will count against VGK's overall overall number. But we have a roster spot available in the short term. So that's just a little difference of what's happening. And we're keeping an eye, obviously, on Shea Theodore. They have not done anything with him yet, which might mean good news. However, LTIR and IR can both be retro back to when the player first started missing time. So there might not be a reason to do that. Or maybe there's cook in the books a little bit with Shea Theodore, Tony. Maybe there's cook in the books a little bit. I had to get I had to get (laughs) You know, I I just wish that the National Hockey League, if I were the commissioner, you'd have a lot of problems, first of all. But if I were the commissioner, I would make sure that teams – uh, would have to release before they left their travel roster. I just think, you know, it would be more transparent for the fans. I think people might – there's so much secretive stuff that goes on in the National Hockey League. Upper I body, lower body. Upper body, lower uh, body. <laughs> it's it's kind of it's, it's silly after a while. It really is. Um, let's talk about, uh, again, the impact now with those players out. Petrangelo as well will be missing game number eight tonight. And then the corresponding moves. So Caden Korzak, we had uh, that discussion about him yesterday. Giannis Rombjorg, he's been up and down with this team. And then Braden Pahal, he was called up. They were all called up yesterday. Uh, what will their roles be with this team? And uh, they have to step in immediately. And they're going to have to make an impact of some sort. Well, it seems like uh, one of them would get the call, I believe immediately because right now our healthy top defenseman if you will right now uh McNabb Haig Martinez correct correct and then outside of that now our replacements are Hutton and Miramanov both yeah, Miramanov healthy for the moment he's still an AHL player okay right no I, I'm just simply saying I know, I know no 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 of you're right Hall or Sorry, any, will any clue on how they might pair them up <laughs> It doesn't I was even looking matter. to see. I'm, I'm, I mean, I was actually looking up the how they paired up last game. So the last game, the lines were like this: Martinez, Haig, McNabb, okay, White, Cloud, Hutton, Miramanov. So my guess, and again, you have to replace. My guess is White, White Cloud. Cloud gets replaced by, by I would say Pahal. I think Pahal oh, by Pahal. First call. Okay. Um, were these guys? How were they performing uh, at, at uh, the minor league level? Neither one's got a lot of points. We'll start there. Um, neither one, I think. Oh, okay. So uh, the Braden McNabs. Okay. Exactly. No, they're they're going to be stay at home defensemen. I'm curious about the plus minus. I want to look that up right you now. You always like, you love that stat. I I <clears throat> I like it more than than most. I think. You know, I think it's. Uh, I, I think plus minus is, is more important than the way most seem to value it, at least. I don't know whether it's fair, foul, or otherwise. All right, so minus two for Braden Pahal, which the way that team's playing, I don't know if that's a terrible thing. I mean, their goal differential has to be god-awful right now, unfortunately. So Pahal did play two games at the NHL level last season where Korazak played pretty deep into the preseason this year, and we both felt that uh, Korazak was actually the bubble player, if you will, uh, to make the roster. But once Nick Haig uh, signed his contract, which I guess we all knew he was going to eventually, I think that is what pushed Korzak down to the AHL level. Uh, Miramanov was injured, which is why he was not a part of the discussions at that point. So 
it's unfortunate for Korzak in the sense that he hasn't had the last, you know, 45, 50, you know, 60 days to practice with the VGK. Um, not saying he's not getting what he needs in the AHL level, but certainly practicing against, uh, you know, against uh, the NHLers will help as it would have also for Pahal. But Pahal's got at least a couple of games NHL experience. I think that is the tipping points. But it would not surprise me if it goes Pahal tonight, Korzak uh, Thursday in Chicago, and then you kind of see what sticks from there. And this is assuming Shea Theodore is a long-term, you know, or at least an IR situation, which at the moment it's not. We might see Shea Theodore. I mean, I don't know. I don't. We're not going to, unless Gary Lawless leaks it out, I don't know if we're going to find anything out about Shea Theodore um, until it's announced if he, you know, unless VGK formally announces something. Yeah, which is kind of weird. I, I just think that they should be more transparent in this league overall. I've always had that uh, issue uh, with the league. So, uh, again, Eichel's out, but they're starting to get accustomed to not having him in the lineup. So that was strange. Injured last week. He comes back for the game on Friday night against the Flyers. And, uh, again, he did not look 100% okay, but um, something had to start nagging him again, or he re-aggravated an injury. I just hope it and, didn't get worse. Yeah, because that could definitely happen. It was a lower body injury, as we saw, um, and it was a non-contact injury at that as well. Um, and this team is uh, just starting, three, three words in sports, right? Yeah, they're starting to wear down. Uh, they were starting to wear down before this, right? And just, again, uh, fatigue, uh, again, physically and um, the emotional toll, of again, with this schedule and everything else. I read something this morning uh, where I, I went through the strength of schedules uh, for teams in the National Hockey League. Um, the, uh, the easiest schedule in the league, the Devils. The second easiest schedule, the Rangers. Number three, you know, this is fixed, VGK. They have the, so far... stacking up points but just goes to show you as well right Chris that things are going to get more difficult yeah I mean and you know strength of schedule it's not necessarily the, the schedule makers because the angel has a formula that's followed you play your division a certain number of times you play your conference a certain number of times uh you flip-flop each year so it's not it's not who you play it's when you play them though Chris it's oh no 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 that's totally fair so that that's is totally why it's fair, so 100%. fixed it is so fixed it, it's 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 a fair statement that the schedule was favorable early, but on the same breath, and this is you know this isn't just me trying to talk up the team or anything like that. There's been a lot of situations where the team has had longer trips and they don't have that extra day in between. Uh, coming back home a couple different times, you know where I mean, especially going out east one day one day to travel and bam, you're back on the ice at home the next day. That's you know BGK's had a couple situations like that too. And it's going to even out, no doubt. It is going to even out. And I do agree with what you said, Tony. It's going to get worse. It's going to get tougher. And I think we mentioned somewhere around the game 15 in one of our shows, and this is this is actually a, uh, feeding off what Kelly McCrimmon said, right? You want your next 10 games to be better than your first 10 games. You want the All-Star, you, you know, when you're in your final push around, you know, February, you want to be better than you were at the All-Star break. If slash win, win slash if you make it to the playoffs, you want to be better than you were in the regular season and continue to elevate your game. That's going to be a tough task right now without Jack Eichel, without Shea Theodore, Petrangelo pending whenever that's going to be. We hope sooner than later, but, you know, family first. And, you know, we're not going to sweat that, although um, we're sweating a little more maybe now than we were seven or eight days ago. Uh, Zach Whitecloud, I mean, geez, you know, I'm, I fear the worst for that situation. 
And usually if, I mean, maybe the one positive is usually if it's a long term season ending injury that usually they don't sit on that usually comes out right away. They're not going to, although they kind of did that with Eric Halla um, when he was hurt. If you remember that terrible injury in Toronto, I want to say in season two or three, that was awful. And you know, it was LTIR LTIR and I'm working to get back. I remember running into him at the VGK gala and he was walking pretty good, but you know, I'm working to get back. I'm working to get back. I don't think he ever made it back on the ice, but they never said a season was over for whatever reason. So who knows, who knows, who knows, who knows, but this is fun. I mean, this is interesting. Now this definitely is a different wrinkle to, to things. And, you know, it's a lot easier to have content for me and you to talk about, which is maybe a selfish and unfortunate angle, but that's truth. And <laughs> now we get to learn more about people that are going to step up. There's opportunity. And at the end of the day, if the team can survive these next 35, 40 days without getting buried and the players do return to full health and no one new gets injured, of course, all of a sudden it's a much stronger team with more reinforcements. And now we get to see what some of these uh, silver Knights are made of who need to round out our bottom four and our uh, bottom six uh, forwards or top six. (laughs) I'm getting a ton of messages, of course. Well, yesterday I stirred up the fans by saying that there's no way that VGK could beat Boston in a seven game series if they were to play again not right now no way no not i'm right saying now. even later on they just don't have they didn't have the makeup of this team they don't like to, they're going to get pounded on like because now that now teams are starting to pounce on vgk that's just my impression the games are getting more physical and they're making a lot more mayhem <laughs> in front of the net no doubt there's no doubt that boston just could sense that uh, vgk was wearing down and pittsburgh and, i mean how many times did they run logan thompson in that game Right, exactly. And and uh, one of my friends who watches a ton of hockey, he's a, one of the biggest hockey fans that I know, and he's so objective in everything. And he just said the other day, uh, he said, Stone looks like he's starting to break down, which you could sense. And he said the same with Martinez. Um, and those two guys, you know, I don't know how Stone's doing it. He's obviously he's laboring an awful lot of times, uh, but he's starting to really, you know, play his hardest now and playing through that adversity, but something's not right with him. Something is, he's not back to a hundred percent with the back issues. There's no, no, and that's totally fair. Looking at Alec Martinez right now, no goals four assists, a million block shots. I don't know the number. I'm just making a number up. That seems reasonable. He's a plus five, which uh, is not a bad thing right now. Again, I, maybe I'm putting a little more into that than I should, um, but a lot more unnoticeable than he has been in the past, even with all the block shots and stuff. Um, that, that said, he's he's the anchor right now, and he's getting getting paid as such. And Mark Stone, yeah, I mean, I've noticed a few different times. And, and again, to be fair, Mark Stone is not known for his skater, he, his skating ability. He's never going to be doing the races during the All Star Skills Competition. That's not Mark Stone. But there's times he looks smoother at what he does. He glides better. He turns better. He has more acceleration. And that's the biggest thing, I think, as far as skating goes in the NHL. It's those quick bursts. You go from zero to 100 in however you know however many strides it takes you, right? The first, uh, who was it? Like We were talking the other day about the first two strides, right? Or something like that. The first uh, yeah, with two. Eichel. With Jack yeah. Eichel. Jack so Eichel. Mark Stone, he's on the other side of, we're going to compare the first two strides you know, than, than Jack Eichel. But he looks stiff out there. There's been multiple games where you're watching him and his facial expression. Again, I, I picked this up and I tried to get on video when we were at the Friday game uh, where Jack Eichel, we weren't sure if he was going to play or not. 
every time he's shooting, he's like, like he didn't look good. He did mm. not look good or comfortable. And maybe, and again, to, to his defense, maybe he was just simply, that's how he is in warmups and he's hard on himself. Every shot he takes, I wasn't sure at that point. Um, but the one thing I, I also noticed, he always does a little, and I've put this on, um, on our ISO cam a few different times in warmups where Jack Eichel goes by the near tunnel where the Zam goes in out where I stand for warmups when I'm, when I'm working the games as media and he's just going up and back. He's working on his angles. He's working on his cuts. He's working on his turns and he does it for 45, 60, 65 seconds. And it's intense. He gets down there. I mean, almost to the point where these players, they're making their turns, their boots is a centimeter from hitting the ice. That's how far they dig in a turn. I couldn't make unless it was a terrible accident and I'd fall on my head, but and it's awesome to watch. You got to watch that when you go to these games. And I noticed Jack Eichel didn't do it in the past game. He did a little more condensed version of it at center ice, which I picked up on as well, but it's not as intense or as in tight quarters as he does. No pun intended when he's in the corner. So that's something too. That's something too. Good observation. Uh, Stay with us. When we return, we'll take a look at tonight's matchup between VGK on the road at Winnipeg. Stay with us right here on Locked On Golden Knights. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league that's out there, from football to basketball to soccer to esports, and much, much more. The National Hockey League, they've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And we're always the fastest and easiest way to get your sports betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn a lot more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome back from Las Vegas, Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick. And Chris, uh, how was that season ticket holder event last night over at (laughs) T-Mobile Arena? That was a good time. Um, so this is something that VGK, I think, has done every year, maybe since season three, COVID year withstanding, of course, where the season ticket holders, they get an invite. And it's real quick in and out, but you get to take a picture right at, you know, on the, on the ice at, at T-Mobile with the scoreboard in the background. And you get some props and stuff like that. It, it, it's just fun getting to step on the ice. So I've been on that ice a few different times for different events. And the arena looks small. Like when you're standing out there, especially at center ice and you're looking up or in my case with binoculars to my season ticket seats way back in 217, but yeah, it looks small. It does not look like a big arena. And it's such a unique perspective just for the, the few seconds you get to walk across that ice and you, know, you kind of think about what's happened and, you know, a little bit of nostalgia for a second there. It was actually my first time ever in T-Mobile where they had the upper deck completely curtained off. I think they just did that for the pictures and stuff like that, but it's just such a unique perspective when you get to see the arena different. I mean, I've been in that place hundreds of times now, you know, going back to season one and random concerts and stuff like that. And it, it's always fun getting a different perspective and a, a nice little, uh, nice little party that uh, VGK throws every year for the season ticket members, which was, wish you had a little more time to kind of hang out and stuff like that, but they get you in, they throw some hot chocolate in your face and tell you to have a good day and give you your card and off you go. <laughs> Very cool. So this will be tonight a very different team that VGK will be facing in the Winnipeg Jets than what they previously saw. This will be the third meeting of this campaign. I remember earlier this season, VGK uh, breaking that five-game Winnipeg uh, streak of victories over the Golden Knights, uh, that 5-2 to two win. Remember, they played uh, Colorado, and then the next night, the back-to-back, so fixed. They played uh, against VGK at the Fortress, 
Uh, Jack Eichel had two goals off of turnovers in that game. And then uh, another thing that really stood out in that first meeting, the seven-minute drought in the second period. This was October the 20th. I think it was October the 20th, right? And the one thing that stands out, second period, seven minutes without a shot on goal, early part of the season, and what happens? Uh, they kind of set the tone for what's ahead. Like, I mean, this trend continued in the second period. So it started early, and then they also won that uh, that uh, game 2-1 to one, um, also early in the season, October 30th. There was, there was like eight or nine days between the two games. October or like 30th. That. It was, it was ten, 10 days. It's so fixed. And then um, Eichel scores with seven-tenths of a second – or seven seconds remaining. Seven tenths, whatever it was. It, it was. It, 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 it wasn't. It, it was like it was what you said. The first, it wasn't seven tenths. It was close. But yeah. seven, seven seconds. Yeah, there you go. Left in overtime, and Jack Eichel again. So again, like Eichel, his importance to this team, and he's going to be missing tonight. And he's pretty much he's got three goals already <laughs> in two games uh, against Winnipeg. Let's start there. So Tell first time BGK played Winnipeg, uh, they pounced on him early. But Winnipeg hung out, and I think uh, they won the second period, the, the Winnipeg Jets, that is. And then that game, I believe, was Jake Allen in goal or whoever their backup was. Riddich, maybe? Riddich. Riddich, okay. Riddich. Yeah. It was not Connor Hellebuck. The no, second no, no. time the two teams met was Connor Hellebuck. And thankfully, I think I believe EGK was down the whole game when they got a third-period goal, and then they and then Jack Eichel did what Jack Eichel does in overtime. But Connor Hellebuck on the season right now, 14-6, uh, one overtime defeat. A two three three goals against a nine three save percentage. Uh, Hellbuck is having a fantastic year. The Winnipeg Jets lead the Central with thirty seven points, only four points behind the VGK. And interesting observation time yesterday. I pointed out that the overnight line for today's game was already out while we recorded yesterday morning. VGK was a plus one ten underdog. I felt this line was going to move farther to the Jets, and if you felt the Jets were going to win this game, the time to bet would have been 24 hours ago. The move, the line has actually moved a nickel in VGK's favor. VGK is only plus 105 right now. So before we try and read into what a possible result could be, I would maybe weigh that on the fact that you have just some local money coming in and, and the books are maybe just limiting the risk a little bit. I mean, most people, for if they're betting the Vegas Golden Knights, if it's plus 105, plus 110, plus 115, they don't care. They're going to the sports book. They're logging on their local app. Vegas Golden Knights are playing. Hundred bucks. Let's go. So that's probably what it is. Maybe we'll learn how Hellbuck isn't playing or something like that. And if that's the case, that would be the equalizer. But you look at how close the last game these two teams played was, and I believe we had every player that's now injured. So it's such a tough spot for the VGK. I mean, I guess the only other thing I'm kind of curious about, and I'll have an answer in less than ten seconds. I wonder what the uh, betting public, according to covers.com, feels about this one. And that might also uh, be an indicator of what could happen. It's so weird, folks, but I'm telling you, this is, especially if you're betting, this is something that just to keep an eye on before you you make that wager. The public's pretty split so far. 144 and, or sorry, 44% and 56% uh, slight lean towards the Winnipeg Jets. 56% on the Jets. 56% on the Jets. Right now, they'll probably shift a little bit. They're hanging a six on this game. I mean, is VGK really going to possibly win this game 4-2? to two? I don't see that. I don't see a path to a 4-2 VGK victory tonight. I hope so. As the fan in me, I really hope they find a way. 
Uh, we got an early five o'clock start, so that's a nice thing too. I would I would assume it's five o'clock tonight, right? Yeah, it's five o'clock. Yeah, it's, five it's o'clock. Nice. So that's a nice thing. But uh-huh. you know, LT. I mean, LT's got to put this team on his back right now. His back is going to be sore by the by the time the next you know twenty four days are up. I think. So this uh, Winnipeg Jets team had a four game win streak halted uh, again at Washington this past week. Uh, suddenly in the conversation, you mentioned Connor, uh, Connor Hellebuck. Hellebuck. Uh, in 14 of 21 starts, he's allowed two goals or less. So he's really starting to play well. They put him get up the three, the... right? Get the three is what they say in the NHL. Get the three. He's entered into the Vezina conversation suddenly. And uh, to your point about totals and numbers and stuff. So um, in the last 12 regular season games, uh, the winning team has scored four goals or more. So the winner could possibly have four goals or more in this game tonight. So be on the lookout there with that total. Are VGK going to put up a four spot against Hellebuck? Come on, no. let's be real here. I don't see – and again, I, I'm, this is not the fan of me talking. This is the realist talking. You know, But the fan of me really wants to see someone step up and you know, someone uh, – an unheralded hero, so to speak. And you know, I know we'll get to predictions later, but uh, – you know, Phil Kessel, anytime now, brother, anytime now. Josh Morrissey is another uh, player to keep an eye on tonight. He's really come on. Like, this team has just really started Cole to Perfetti, gel. Cole uh, Perfetti, a, uh, a very storied rookie doing good things as well. Nate yeah. Schmidt, we'll get to see Nate Schmidt again tonight. It's always, uh, always a welcome sight seeing Schmidt, whether he's with us or against us, but we love Schmidt. Morrissey, five goals, 26 assists, Chris, for a blue liner. Is that correct? <laughs> I was writing this down late last night. Well, Adam Fox had 28 uh, assists the other day when I was looking up your Rangers before that game. They're on fire now. Second easiest schedule because it's fixed because they want <laughs> they want to make me happy. It's fixed. They give them an easy schedule. But, yeah, no, it's, it's pretty interesting how it's shaking out with this team and trying to get back to the postseason and the top team in the Central Division now. Yeah, and that's the thing, over the Colorado Avalanche. And again, injuries, who cares? Um, Kyle Connor, 29 points. Pierre-Luc Dubois, uh, very uh, very notable trade in the Patrick Line deal, 29 points. Uh, what else do we got? David Riddich is doing well as a backup. He's getting only six starts, though. So that's uh, Connor Hellbuck on his uh, path to another 60, uh, another 60 uh, starts this year. Uh, Cole Perfetti, who I just mentioned, 6-12, and 12, 18 points. Uh, Mark Shifley, 23 points. Blake Wheeler, 25 points. I mean, this is a, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm maybe I'm talking myself into it here, but this is going to be a heck of a game for the VGK with two AHL defensemen and Ben Hutton, who probably is an, an AHL defenseman on most teams in the NHL. Not knocking Ben Hutton, just acknowledging the reality. And now Ben Hutton is an everyday NHLer, at least for the next two weeks, it seems. So, you know, he, he's had some moments. He got an assist the other night. Hopefully uh, he can contribute, Miramanov. And it's going to be a tough, tough task for either Pahal or Korazak to step right in. Hopefully one of them can get in there and get comfortable. I think Pahal gets the nod tonight. But I think it goes Pahal, Korazak, or Korazak, Pahal to see which one's going to stick for a while. And I still wonder if we have any news coming up on Shea Theodore. VGK doesn't need to announce anything now, given the situation that they have the call-ups. But if uh, they retro something with Shea Theodore, that would be absolutely terrible. So you think that uh, it'll be Nick Cake, 
perhaps and Alec Martinez in that top pairing? Um, yeah, I think they're going to, I think they're going to try and keep things as together as possible. I think you keep Martinez and Hague together. Um, I think you, I mean, listen, they only gave three goals to Boston, especially with five defensemen once white cloud went down. So you got to give credit to the, the mash unit. We, we should change our intro from the locked on thing to the mash song, by the way, I think that's locked on mash locked on mash. That should be our, uh, that should be our theme for at least next two <laughs> weeks. But, um, I think Hutton and Miramont off stay together. You want to keep that that cohesiveness you want to keep that that harmony and then it's going to be mcnab question mark pahal slash um korzak and i mean korzak might complement mcnab a little bit better i think korzak is maybe a little bit better of a skater um but pahal is you know and it, it's only two games of experience but it is experience and that's important to sites so we'll see if uh korzak uh, gets to play in his uh i believe his first angel game tonight yeah, that should be pretty interesting and good fun for him. And hopefully he gets to take that little lap around lap, the, uh, the rookie the... lap. Can't, if you miss that, that victory lap, oh, my goodness, they'll, they'll drill you for that. One of my areas of concern in this game tonight, and we saw this starting to develop in the game against Boston, all that traffic in front of the net. And no matter how good Logan Thompson has been, uh, they've got to clear the, the net there. They've got to get some space. Ben Hutton's not the man to do that, unfortunately. And again, yeah. I'm not going Ben Hutton. He's no, that's a concern. And if you watch that film, and I'm sure, you know, that uh, Rick Bonus has definitely seen what's going on there. Uh, man, <laughs> it could be a long night for the VGK. Coming up next, we'll make our predictions. Uh, we'll also have our locks of the night and much, much more. It comes your way right after this on Locked On Golden Knights. Welcome back on Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thank you so much for making us your number one choice, your first listen each and every day. Our podcast free and available wherever you get your podcast and our YouTube channel, Lockdown Golden Knights. Please subscribe. Leave those tremendous comments. I really do enjoy those. So this morning, the big news broke. Uh, VGK and Bill Foley now officially official, the owner of Bournemouth in the Premier League in merry old England, which means for me more podcast work because <laughs> those are my buddies now. I just I start off by saying cheerio, and they're like crazy American. Just do they, is that the type of thing where they'll like bring them here for like a friendly and allegiant? Like, is the team Hopefully. that big of a draw? Uh no, they do they're like the third tier in the Premier League. Okay, so they're they're not you know at the very top, but the one so the, so they do it at Sam Boyd instead of Allegiant. Got it. So their stadium is not very big, and it's actually in a small little neighborhood. And they really do want to build a bigger stadium eventually. Is this like a Lambeau Field type of thing? Like, is it that type of, like, that area? Like, that type of vibe? Like, uh, okay. From what I get. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. But, uh, and they're they're desperately needing a new training facility. So immediately, uh, they're breaking ground now. And that's the first thing they're doing. And the shovels. Yeah. The shovels might already be. They might already be in the ground to be honest with you, but I did warn them about ticket prices and stuff. So <laughs> they're going to quit. Well, they had a price freeze. popcorn prices, popcorn prices. They had a price freeze on tickets for the past five years. And so, yeah, that their owner did not want to raise any of the prices and it's very affordable to go to games. And I looked online and it was about, I think five to 10 pounds, whatever that equates to. Can you convert that for me? Uh, and and no, I think it's not very much. It was about <laughs> 10 or 15 or 20 bucks 
you know, very, very affordable to go watch one of their games. So that's cool. So uh, tonight we've got back to hockey, but there are, there's going to be a lot of attention and talk. And VGK kind of got that out overnight to make that official. Um, I think it came in around three or four in the morning. We got the that's alert. a new media. That, that's a new time for the media dump. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they wanted to get it in, uh, you know, for our friends in England, which is nine hours ahead. Uh, so that's fair. that would have okay. been by noon. Okay, so that I retract. Okay, so we told you about the scoring and the winning team scoring uh, four or more goals, um, three or more, uh, four or more goals is what I said. Yeah, and then. Um, Again, like VGK, they need to score goals tonight, and they're playing this game tonight. There is something at stake as well. The winner will have – let me get this straight. They will be the best team in the West based on points percentage. Does that make sense? Yeah, I follow you. You're you're factoring games played, points earned per games played. I get it. Okay. So – Carry the one. Some of your initial. The USD. I got it. I got it. <laughs> Give us some of your initial thoughts and try to convert pounds to. <laughs> right. I mean, it's a simple question. Is VGK going to put up a three or a four spot tonight on presumably Connor Hallibuck at home? And first game, VGK dominates early, kind of lets Winnipeg back in, but they're able to close the door on that game without a ton of stress. So that was a good thing. Second game, Winnipeg leads most of the game. VGK gets one in the third. And then Jack Eichel just puts the team on his back as uh, time expires and, you know, escape steals, steals two points. Huge, huge game given the circumstances, especially where the VGK is now. No Eichel, no Petrangelo, no Theodore, no White Cloud, a bunch of Silver Knights up. Go get them, boys. Like, I just don't. The, the realist in me is having a hard time with this, but I'm just so surprised that the odds moved a nickel towards Vegas. And that that's that's just a strange thing that also sticks out with me. And remember, I do have a background in casinos and being around books and stuff, not as my primary job function, but you know, spent a lot of time talking to a lot of smart people in the books and that run sports books and that profit off sports books. And the fact that VGK that line moved early like this is interesting to me. That means there was some early VGK money that got the attention of somebody that made uh, uh, locally stations, casinos make a move. Now let's see how the line shifts throughout the day. So uh, I'm rambling here a little bit, but is VGK going to find a way to score three or four goals? I don't see a path to it. Are they going to hold Winnipeg to one or less? I love LT, but I don't see a path to that. I got a 4-2 game Winnipeg where Vegas, they might kind of hang out. Maybe they even get that first goal like Boston, but as the game progresses, they're going to fatigue. And Winnipeg's got some big boys. They got some meat on that team that's going to just uh, push around things. And you know Blake Wheeler is going to get his butt right in front of LT and uh, say, someone move me. And Ben Hutton's going to climb on his back and choke him and hope it happens. It's not going to work. 4-2 Winnipeg. Okay. Uh, and I was just trying to see if this had the, that trap game potential, the Chris Golick trap game. Nope. But it doesn't. They play nope. the Predators, and they don't play till Thursday. And they played at home Saturday. And they played Sunday, Saturday, whatever it was, whatever it was against Washington. Yep. Yeah. So they not the first game back. No shenanigans there. I'm going to go five to two in favor of Winnipeg. And I think this game's going to go over over those four goals. And the only time they played pretty much to that under was in the last meeting, the two to one game uh, there with VGK and a real good game. Tightly contested. And then I go with the game winner uh, time for our locks of the night. Do you go first or me? You can go can I, first. Can I take Blake Wheeler and Mark Scheifele, or is that against the rules? <laughs> you know, I, 
there's been times this season where we're very tempted to take the opponent. Oh boy. And it's on, and listen, this is the reality right now. It's a tough time. Like we're not knocking the VGK. We're not saying we don't like our golden Knights. We're not saying that we don't, we're not supportive. It's just, you know, we're, we are acknowledging the reality of tough times right now. And that's okay. Tough times are good at the end of the day. Hopefully VGK will prevail. And, you know, people like Ben Hutton, Miramanoff, Korzak, Pahal, Names you didn't necessarily think were going to be around a whole lot this season. Hopefully these guys learn from it and it'll help long-term for the VGK to do something. Um, I mean, I, I hate trying to go chalk here. Let's uh, let's have some fun, I guess. Let's go Let's go. Paul Cotter, Mark Stone. I'll, I'll, I'll leave Stevenson for you because I know you want Stevenson. No, nope. I'm going to go with uh, Marcia So, who's got the hot stick. And I'm going to go with Riley Smith. I'm going to go with those two. Uh, we, we have a theme with uh, stacking. It's like fantasy football. You stack a quarterback and a receiver. We're stacking line mates together. <laughs> I've also, hey, I picked Jake Lashiz in one game. So give me some credit there. You did. Uh, you This this Winnipeg team on the way out, uh, real quickly, uh, they're going to try to add some pieces here. Uh, and they're going for it. They're, I think they're pretty much going to be all in. And one of their targets that I've uh, heard a lot about and read a lot about up there north of the border is Ryan O'Reilly. Um, they're also looking at Patrick Kane. Uh, just try to get some rentals. They know the, the Winnipeg press said that not very many, not very many players are going to want to go there full time to Winnipeg. But as a rental, okay, they might be in. Winnipeg's it's got hard, a lot of pieces it's hard right to get now. Players there, yeah. But they, they only got $2 million to work with. Um, they're one of the few teams that seems to actually be compliant, not using LTIR. So, I mean, they're, they're one of the few. The books. They're give it time. I'm sure they will to if they're going to try and get Patrick King. Cause it's the only way they're going to do it <laughs> unless they're going to give up a big piece. All right. We'll so, call Foley and ask for, ask for lessons how to cook the books. And how to play soccer. This is going to be a soccer community now. This is getting fun. Look, we need uh, M- he wants MLS, too. He does want MLS, but that's a long story. I don't know if he's quite going to get there to the finish line. Wes Edens. I hope someone does. I hope someone Wes, does. That'd I think awesome. it's going to be Wes Edens. But in any event, that is a topic for another day. From a man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco from, uh, right here from Las Vegas. And we thank you all for tuning in. And uh, thanks again for making us your first listen each and every day. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked on Golden Knights.